Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us on another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Card Podcast. I am your host, Dan Conroy. And I'm Bobby O'Rourke. Yeah. Sorry, oh. didn't mean to frighten you. Oh. Bobby, Bobby, I was I was doing a voice hoping to bring some Halloween scares to you, but in fact, you brought them to me. How did you do such trickery now? Well, it's like they teach us slash you in any improv or sketch class, which is whatever your partner needs, don't give it to them ever. No, don't. Don't spotlight your partner, folks who are listening. Uh, ding dongs. I almost called them folks. No way. You guys are ding dongs to the right. day. We- this is a family podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. You, y'all you are ding dongs to the day you dong ding die. That's right. And speaking of dong ding dying, uh, Halloween season's upon us. Great transition. Day. Great transition, Dan. It's spooky season dan this is a very exciting time for all of us probably oh this is the scariest season we're talking pumpkins we're talking uh trick-or-treating we're talking uh raining and not being sunny for a while which we're currently dealing with if you think about it the weather we're dealing with right now is very apropos to the scary halloween season we were a little off the mic ding dongs complaining about the weather we've been having but if you think about it this is perfect for what we are joining ourselves into because Halloween is not a time for sunlight. It is not a time for, you know, a 70 degree weather, even though it might not be the most fun weather to have. And to that end, Bobby, because Halloween, I can say confidently, is my favorite holiday. It's your favorite. Ho- this is your favorite holiday. Okay. This is that. my favorite holiday. I love Halloween. I love basically everything about it, from giving yourself near diabetes to dressing up however you want to terrible movies. Either they're good or really they're just kind of spooky. But for you, would you say this is on the realm of close to favorite holidays? Or where does Halloween rank for you in your halloween sphere or in your holiday sphere? I very much like Halloween. I don't know if I love it. I love horror novels and movies, as you know, both mm-hmm. both of good quality and of lesser quality, shall we say. I have a complicated history with dressing up, and that sounded much more deep than I meant it to sound, which is to say I've enjoyed some times I've dressed up for Halloween and other times I have not. I'd like to dive deep into this. It's the dressing up you don't care for. It's the putting on a facade. Well, you know, I was one of those kids who I think realized too late the transition from when you're a kid and you do Halloween and you do trick-or-treating when you get to about 11, 12, 13, depending on your neighborhood and your friends, that's about the age where you either give up Halloween too quickly or not quickly enough and I was in the latter camp so I was 14 dressing up in school and I noticed a majority of kids weren't and so I had one of those Halloweens where I thought oh no am I a loser and indeed I was but at the time I wasn't ready to have that revelation but you were but you were with friends though while you were doing it or you were kind of by yourself trick-or-treating I was with friends doing it but we all kind of knew 
the time was coming where we'd have to start drinking PBRs and talking <laughs> about bands that nobody listened to except us. You know, we knew the change was upon us. You were going to have to start smoking Marlboro Reds and walking on train tracks midday. Uh, that's just what you do in your teens. It's what a teenager is all about. And then you go on to your next stage of your life and you either thrive or you dive, however you wish. But yeah. either way, one thing isn't involved in those years, and that's putting on a costume. I can say that I was more of a weenie than you then because I don't think my friends and I gave up the trick-or-treating tradition probably until like 16 years old. I'm not going to lie to you. Like my sophomore to junior year, I think we were still doing it, which is, I agree, far too old to be doing it. But we... I don't have a knock against doing it. That's that's not my, my complaint. I have many. That's not one of them. But it's the... The sensation of when you think you're, you know, you're, when you're a kid, you don't have the vocabulary to say, I feel too old for this. And I think that was the part that I had hit. And I, in fact, have would go out trick-or-treating in a heartbeat today. I have nothing against the practice. Oh, yeah. No shame. Did you and your friends still like it by the time you were 16 or 17? What was the we, vibe? We did. And I think we really hit a stride, my friends and I, when we stopped doing it. I think mm. we were still having a good time because now our costume options were a little bit wider than we were, than they were. And it's also the gambit of free candy, which I don't care how old you are is really mm -hmm. never a bad thing. Right. So in that sense, we still were having a good time. And, you know, it's tough to... I don't know what it is. It's tough to feel like a weenie about something when you and all your friends are having a good time and you have yet to have that sense that you're too old for this. I think we just got to a year and I don't remember which one it was, but we got to a year where finally we all kind of looked at each other and went, no, nah, this isn't for us anymore. And then I think we just had a party at my house and I dressed up as Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror and we all had a good time. But before then, I think we we naturally took the stride of enjoying Halloween for some good. And also, I don't remember anyone calling us out on being too old, whether it was somebody at the door or like other parents. No one called us out. So that gives me confidence that we were still riding that thin line of still being able to do it until people start calling us out on being a little too old. But but so for you, you did it until you felt like you were too old for it or you kept going even after you felt you were too old? Like, what was your point? I did it until, like I said, about 14. And I felt older because other members of my friend group were starting to say, I don't want to do this anymore. I was always last to move on. I guess you could say in one way, I was, I loved my childhood is the nice spin. The less kind spin is I was the slowest developing one and <laughs> wanted things to stay as they were. So I was still just sort of into, I guess you'd call it the more kid-like aspects of Halloween, the longest. And some of my friends were ready to go to parties and be like, there'll be girls with cat ears or there'll be boys with cat ears, depending on your, your <laughs> There'll be cats with some ears. <laughs> And I did have adults in my neighborhood who saw how tall we were and did think you guys were a little old for this. So that didn't help. Either. That doesn't help at all. And also like a little mean. You have free candy that you're offering anyways. Can you at least give it to the kids that you're not going to see probably the next few years anyways because they're out doing their own thing? Just give them one more time. Here's another small Twix that you can't buy by itself at a grocery store. Come on. Yeah. That seems to get smaller every year. I don't know if I... when. 
I, because I live in a city environment like you, where we don't get many trick-or-treaters, but I don't remember ever turning a trick-or-treater away for being a certain age. I have sat with a bowl of candy waiting at the door, uh, I bated breath, and I I have had older kids come to the door, but I was like, yeah, you got a costume on. There you go. Legit. Oh, yeah. I have no, at this point, I'll give candy to whoever shows up, and that's that's why I'm going to give out our addresses at the end of this podcast and our social security numbers, too, to see, you know, people. And our out. blood types. We want to make sure everybody has everything they need for this season. If you lose a, even a little bit of blood this Halloween, do not hesitate. Come to one of our houses. We've got pints ready in the fridge. And I'm not talking about a cold brew unless you want to drink our blood. In that case, feel free to go. I mean, if we get another friend who is B positive and we're both O positive, it would be boo. Oh, I'm A positive. So it's so far BOA positive. Hmm. Well, mm. if we get a naturalist or a herpetologist, that might be useful. And that's a great question. Why don't we use snake blood? Is there any science that says I can't have snake blood in my veins? Uh, because I don't, I want to see the paperwork that tells me that that's not allowed. That's one of my favorite horror movies of the season is Snake Veins. That's you just described the plot. Snake Veins, coming soon to a theater near some. <laughs> Does the, who would who is our main character in Snake Veins? Oh, do we have are we in, introducing a new member of the Pantheon or is it Craig? <sighs> probably just Craig. We'll trust Craig. probably Craig this time, unless we want to like create like an action hero that would be our Snake Veins character. But I don't know who that would be. It has to happen organically. We'll find them when they deserve to be found. Until now, Craig was available and had some credits from a student film he did in college at Vassar. Guys, we don't just make people on the fly. I don't know what you think about us, but things have to come organically like Denise McTrain. And if they don't, that is the point of Craig. He comes in when we need him best. We probably can't have snake blood. That's perfectly fine. But I do like that plot for a for an exploitation film. Just taking uh, taking other animals blood. Do you remember one of the last Halloween costumes that you ever wore trick-or-treating? I was going to ask you, did you have a favorite or a not favorite? And and I remember I remember once my mom, God bless her, made a lot of my costumes and I had some crazy requests looking back as an adult. I, my mom was a good sport for doing the things that she did. I went as not Shredder from Ninja Turtles when I was a kid, but Super Shredder. If you remember from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to colon secret of the ooze he drinks the last vial of ooze and becomes a really beefy super spiky version of himself i do remember mom, this my mom made a helmet for me and foam spikes because shredder was all spiky and she gave me pads to have a super buff chest and arms and a cape and just <sighs> i was just a stupid bratty eight-year-old and i said i want to be super shredder and she was like okay i got i got you know i have things to do but this will take time <laughs> I'm a person with a full-time life and, and children, but that's perfectly fine. We can do that. Yeah, very accomplished woman. So God bless her for it. And that's one of my most memorable ones. Do you have, do you remember the last one or our most memorable costume that you enjoyed as well for yourself? Well, I just want to say first and foremost, your mother is the best. And I can't stop thinking about adult Bobby being super shredder with just the beefiest arms and spikes everywhere. You should just be walking around your house with Maddie doing that. I remember having to be careful walking through doors because the styrofoam spikes would fall off because they were glued on so yes I oh my god that's hey that's better quality than the uh halloween store ones they would give you those would just absolutely fall off and there would be no hope of putting them back on 
My favorite, I'm trying to remember because I did do Dr. Frankenfurter for Rocky Horror, and that's when I had more of an Afro hairstyle, so that worked out a lot better. Oh, I'm sure you were a heck of a Frankenfurter. That's a great idea. I do appreciate that. That was a lot of fun to do, and uh, Wedge Heels wasn't very good in them, and I have the blisters still on my feet to prove it. But besides that, I don't know. I was, I, I ranged a lot. I really enjoyed wearing Scream for the first time at that age where you would absolutely not watch the movie Scream. And I had the scream mask and everything. I do that was remember the zeitgeist of the time. That was that, that was the zeitgeist of the time. And there was always another elementary school kid dressed up as that character. So you wanted to be that character, even though you weren't really aware where it came from, unless you had a cool older brother that showed you scream. Now I didn't, so I didn't, but I did have the costume that I got to wear. Besides that, I do recall being a pirate like three years in a row when I was between the ages of like six and eight because I just, or probably a little younger, like maybe five and seven because I loved the costume so much. And every year I just wanted to be a pirate. And for my mom, who is also a saint and also, you know, very much granted my wishes of costumes for Halloween. When I said I wanted to be a pirate again, she was great. That's awesome. We're not even going to argue that. Let's not tell him what he was last year. Let's just keep, let's let the good times roll. Cause if, if it ain't broke, season. don't fix it. Arr. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. And it still ain't broke. So there was that. Yeah. I played Bob Ross at least three times. Cause that's an easy costume to have with my haircut, but at least when, that's how a my really good was. one though, everyone would know that and it's fun and it's chill and you would do uh, such a delicate Bob Ross. I think you would do justice Aww. to the character. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate it. And you're a kick-ass shredder, even without the costume on. I tried to bring the sensitivity and the pain of the character to the role. And I didn't do that because if you recall, he falls into a garbage truck at the end of one. <laughs> I forgot about that. That is beautiful. Yeah. It's tough to bring torment and sensitivity when you're kind of like, as the phrase is, ass over tea kettle into a garbage truck. And your nemeses are turtles. Who eat pizza in a sewer and are trained by a rat named Splinter. And April O'Neil is dating one of them or none of them or is just a reporter or what's going on? I think without sounding too sexist, she's just just a flirtatious friend of these anthropomorphic turtles she's just an ff (laughs) michelangelo has a crush on her i believe the most the the most apparent uh but i don't think she's ever with any of them maybe krang had a shot at some point because he's a brain in a jar yeah he is a brain in a jar so that probably makes a little more sense than a highly mutated turtle like creature that that i feel like would go through the censorship board a little bit which by the way let it happen guys michelangelo april o'neill i know it makes us all a little uncomfortable thinking about it but let let it happen it's natural but it's 2022 we have to move on somehow and i am tired of these barriers it's halloween for god's sake it's the lord's day come with us and you will see I'm not I'm not going to start doing Nightmare Before Christmas, even though oh, that is. Well, could we? Oh, maybe a Patreon. We just do all the soundtrack from Nightmare another Before Patreon. Christmas. will just sing the soundtrack, the entire soundtrack of Nightmare Before Christmas. I Jack the Pumpkin King. We're going to get a cease and desist. So goddamn hard because that's a Disney. That's a Disney one, right? It sure is. Yeah. And I heard they're quite litigious. Walt would have loved that. He, he loved skeletons, but he didn't love them as much as he loved this week's card which is a halloween card now you might remember in the past ding dongs that we had a very particular opinion about what we thought about halloween cards and 
We are going to dive deep into them this month where we're doing Halloween cards every week this month as long as Bobby doesn't object right now because I don't remember asking him. You didn't ask me, and because we're in front of so many people, I'll have to say yes. We can cut all this out. After, <laughs> please stay on after recording. I have some other things to say. All right. Well, we'll we'll figure out whether or not we actually do Halloween cards all this month. But regardless, I wanted to open up this, our Halloween season, with a Halloween card because, as we said in the past, we don't know much about them. So this is going to be a learning experience. And if this is to be one of our educational bo booklets, I feel like we're going to have a very difficult education in front of us. So, Bobby, are you ready to see the card? I am. And as I open it up, uh, I will say I've never seen this before. And I am honestly a little a little terrified. And that's appropriate for the season. You should be a little terrified because it is the season. And you, the listener, the ding dong, should be terrified if you don't follow us on our Instagram at GreetingsPod or Twitter at GreetingsCast to have a look at the card yourself. But you know what is the scariest thing is reading this while driving. Don't do that. Pull over, then read the card. That is the safe Halloween thing to do. You ghouls. All right, boys and ghouls. I can't. I got to think of a good voice for Halloween. You you Maybe had I'll it. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Maybe I'll just do a vibrato on yeah. everything. Do your Vincent Price. It's always good. Ooh, I don't think I have a Vincent Price. Who do I have? I don't think I do either. Darkness falls across the land. No, I don't really have a Vincent Price. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to watch uh, House of Wax. No. Edward Scissorhands. That's it. I'm going to just watch that over and over. You know, it occurs to me that of all the Tim Burton movies, you could combine Edward Scissorhands and Ed Wood and make Ed Wood scissored hands. Why which... is that just coming into my brain just now? Copyright it immediately. Oh my God. It. Edward Scissorhands moves to LA to become a director, but he can't do it because his hands keep cutting the physical film. And then he meets Bella Lugosi who goes, oh, I'm a junkie, but I used to play Dracula. And he goes, I'm a man made of scissors. And they eventually create Plan 9 from outer scissors cut <laughs> plan nine from take. outer scissors <laughs> starring uh directed by edward wait edward scissorhands <laughs> boo oh my well uh let me open this card and then whatever we'll get to, we'll get to where we're going <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, I've never seen this card before. Do you want to introduce anything before we get there? I've just opened the first Let page. me say it like this. This card is not going to be your typical haunted house, your fright town, your fright fest, your haunted hayride of a card. There's not going to be any scares or jumps or ghouls or ghosts or devils or ding-dongs. There isn't even going to be much cuteness to it. If anything... I want you to tell me, Bobby, what makes this card so especially Halloween? And we'll figure that out together, and I'd like to hear your answer. Okay. It's not a trick question. I just want you to tell me what separates this piece of Halloween wheat from the greeting card shaft that we see the rest of the GD year. Okay, just so you know, because you have underplayed it so much, I'm now expecting a clip from Han Cannibal Holocaust or something to play as I open this card because you've said it's so not spooky. I think surely he's just- The part just where they kill the turtle. Is that what you want me to say? I don't want to think about it. It's a snuff film. Or you came up with the- You said it. <laughs> yeah, but you can't prove it. Anyway. That's that's true. I don't have a recording. Damn it. I lost it all in the big fire we once had. Ah, that was a good one. Um, <laughs> so I've opened up the cart. It it seems, you know, Halloween themed spooky on the surface because we're against a sepia tone gray sort of faded, faded uh, off white background. And we appear to be in front of 
uh, a house or maybe a, a nice brownstone apartment building. There are two windows, one with a pumpkin inside, very Halloween-y, and the shades are half-drawn, which is half Halloweeny. I feel like you should have it all one way or the other. Agreed. Agreed. And there are a couple bats flying in the left-hand corner, top left-hand corner. And pretty scary. in the foreground, on the porch, on a doormat in front of the door, is a Frankenstein and a Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein in I, what I believe Jerry Seinfeld has described as his smart casual look of the blazer over the t-shirt. Yeah, and yeah. He he clearly didn't want to dress up for the party. <laughs> no, he did not. But he wanted to, you know, blazer over t-shirt is one of those cool guy outfits. And yeah. Frankenstein nailed it, I have to say. It's timeless for being lazy. <laughs> timeless laziness. Uh, and he is next to uh, Bride of Frankenstein, who has the traditional Elsa Lancaster straight-up black hair with the white stripe, and she appears to be wearing a very tiny little bat necklace. He's got sneakers on. They seem to be, you know, sort of maybe ending a first date or starting one. Their hands are around each other's waists. It looks it looks very nice, actually. And above it all is written in a black script the question, know what I'm going to be for Halloween? Question mark. But I'll try to read that as as Freddy Krueger. How would he say that? How, does, how would Freddy Krueger like know what I want to be for Halloween? Know what I'm gonna be for Halloween? Or as Jason, which would go something like, <sighs> like that. Yeah. What I loved from this first image, if I may say, notice how our Bride of Frankenstein is has gone full out for their costume. I'm talking. You can even tell from this illustration, full makeup. Full hair, full costume, has a bat necklace. So much was done. Wrapped arms in the sleeves because Bride of Frankenstein, like Frankenstein, is a patient. Just went completely out for this costume. Clearly was excited to go to this party. And our character on the left, presumably their significant other, uh, could have gone full Boris Karloff, which if I remember correctly was like a very tattered suit, sort of gone up to the buttons, but not really. Deep, heavy work boots. Uh, yeah, scars the shoes are the most idiosyncratic. Or um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, is it idiosyncratic? I forget. When something uh, anachronistic, that's the word. Anachronistic, yeah. When the shoes are are Skechers or Keds, you know, versus uh, Boris Karloff's heavy they work look, boots. They look like knockoff Converse All Stars. Like that was not what fucking Frankenstein is wearing. And I'll get over the whole blazer over the suit jacket. But he's also far too handsome to be Frankenstein. He is a stunning Frankenstein. I that's a handsome son of a bitch, Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Frankenstein's supposed hunk. to be an ugly boy. Mm. I mean, mm. well, I'm sorry, but Frankenstein is a, for even in his face, a combination of corpses. <laughs> He's not supposed to be so handsome looking. I just, I don't know. I don't feel like, I don't feel like this is a fair balance. Someone worked much harder on their costume here than the other person. And it's funny that it shows in the front of this card. And that's a rough thing to pull off when you're in a couple too. When one of you goes all out and the other one doesn't, there's a real imbalance there that is going to end in some uh, some some angry balls uh, drinks later in the night and a lot of yelling as you wait for the lift to take you home. Yeah, exactly. And then like one of you is a little too covered in the water from the bobbing for Pabst Blue Ribbons or whatever it is you're bobbing for at this party or because you're not doing bobbing for apples. What's the adult version of bobbing for apples? Bobbing for oranges. No, it's got to be. 
<laughs> oranges are the adult apples. You've heard it here, folks. Because if you think about it, you can't trust kids with something with a skin. At least a skin that you have to peel off. You have to give that to an adult because they're responsible for the knife. Halloween is for people who want to peel off skin. It's got a Clyde Barker thing about it. The apple doesn't have... Well, I guess the apple has skin, but it doesn't have the visceral sensation no, yeah. of ripping apart the way that a Cenobite might do to you if you were an orange. And hey, the hills might not have skin. eyes, but the oranges do have skin. So mm -hmm. that's you got to peel off something one way or another. But yeah, so so far, all we know is that it's no one I'm going to be for Halloween, right? And we know that they're dressed in these costumes. And that's about all the information we have, right? I, I think so. It's, and it says, know what I'm going to be for Halloween. So this is, I guess, a well-loved gag, but sort of the monsters thing of they're dressed like famous monster movie monsters or, or literature monsters, but you don't know if they are in this card, I guess is, is I'm, I'm waiting for the card to reveal that they're not dressed up, that they're uh, really are Frankenstein, uh, Frankenstein's monster and the bride of Frankenstein. Uh, but mm. maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are actually just two young slash middle-aged lovers just, you know, enjoying their bodies in Halloween costumes together, I guess. And maybe you don't have to designate that specifically for Halloween. Maybe that's okay if you enjoy each other's bodies in this form. Maybe this is how you live from now on. Because I don't feel like you have to relegate yourself to a month or to some monsters only a week of celebration if this is how you guys like each other. If this is how you go to town. This is how you go to town. Maybe yeah. this is just how you live from now on. I see that one of you is very into it and the other one looks like they just wanted to see if Grondel was going to make the four-layer bean dip again at the party. But unfortunately, what they don't know is Grondel, which of course is a um, nickname. Their real name is Grondelbeth. They unfortunately only had rosemary beans this year. They didn't have black beans. So it's going to taste much different than it did last year. That's a rough bean to be stuck with, I assume. It is because they you soak it in rosemary water and it's you can't buy it any other way. You'd be like, hey, can I get this to taste like oregano? And they go, why did you come to this store if you were going to ask questions like that? In fact, one wonders why they wouldn't just put out chips. Why wouldn't you just put out dried chips, chip beans? Having said all this about the front card, I don't know what it's celebrating. Because as we've mentioned in a previous episode, I do not know why one receives or gives a card for Halloween. You are getting to the meat and potatoes of my point, Bobby. Because that... Ah! Ah! So we scared each other there. You spooked me. Notice how so far, there's no real reason to equate this with Halloween. Yet. We just put a word there. But but just, just hold on to that idea until we get to the next couple pages. Okay. Um, besides that, I would say nothing too egregious. I like the artwork in general. This seems like a pretty bougie house they're about to go into for a party. Unless they're just standing in their house. What if they're just standing in their house? I, I thought it was two yuppies who live in a nice brownstone. They're, you know, just working, working their jobs and they're going out to a party where... Everyone is going to be very disaffected and wearing costumes, ironically. I got the sensation of leaving for Halloween. Yeah. You got the sensation of this is their house or they are staying inside? Or, or what was your sensation? I got the sensation of going to a party. Well, I love the idea of a yuppie party where people are trying to make a point with their costumes, but it really doesn't go anywhere. Like someone like puts on a blonde wig and also like paints their face red with horns and like has their phone on them and just goes, I'm Marjorie Taylor Greene. And it's like, good one. Great, great 
job. Like, not that I don't agree with you because I do, but it's like you couldn't make Halloween fun. Like, it's just got to be a thing for you. Then the rest of the time, everyone's just talking about the midterms and how they got to talk to their relatives in Pennsylvania and Oklahoma and be like, you should really vote in the midterms because turnout is really what drives. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then they like they just roll their eyes, like already dreading going home for Thanksgiving. And it's like, I'm here to listen to the Monster Mash. Come on. On loop. On loop. That's the only thing I want to listen to. What's another Halloween song? That one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater song? I don't like that one. I like it when people just play the soundtrack of doors creaking open and witches cackling <laughs> and bones clattering. There's, I like the ambient sounds of Halloween. A cat. The cat's meowing loudly for whatever reason has been associated Yeah, that with always is one. A witch cackling, which is not nature, so I don't know how that one got in there. But I guess it's Halloween. If I ever get to walk down the aisle, that'll be what I walk down to. Just Halloween noises. Ambient Halloween sounds. <laughs> Ambient Halloween noises. Like you said, doors creaking, thunder, the rustling wind. There's always su- some guy be like, <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's always a Franken... There, to the point of this card, there's a Frankenstein going, uh... Or I guess it's a zombie. I can't tell. I think zombie's more like... <laughs> Like you're, it's more thirsty, right? Shout out in the, uh, shout out in the DMs. What a zombie sounds like. Bleh. That was a vampire. That was really good. Wait. Can't get that on Huluween. Guys, celebrate Huluween with, uh, we can't say Huluween. Watch Bob's Burgers with Bobby and I in the Patreon. Catch Ed Wood Scissorhands on Huluween this Thor's day. Plan 9 from Outer Scissors, the second worst movie ever made. Most critics say it's not as bad as that one, but you know pretty bad but we've all seen rush hour three we all have except for dan i'm gonna move on to the next page and let's see what we got here so i do not know what this card could be celebrating it says know what i'm gonna be for halloween and the second page is okay it's now there's three windows it appears to be part of the same building there is a pumpkin not in the window anymore in the corner of the room okay this confuses me because i do not know from what perspective we're looking at because in on the previous page they were either inside or outside their door and there were two windows now on page two there are three windows and i'm getting a shirley jackson haunting of hill house vibe from this because i'm being disoriented and i don't like it and i thought i was in a different room and dan i'm actually a little scared so i don't really appreciate being brought here but What's going on? Bobby, hold my hand. Hold me tight. We're going to okay. have a very spooky night. Now, you have more I more fingers than I remember. I have more fingers and less sweat than I thought I'd have. I don't know why it's not coming out. I'm trying my best. Now, I don't know why this is like this. Either, like you said. <laughs> End of press conference. I don't know why this is like this. And see. I, because... Like you said, if we're doing a Haunting of Hill House situation, if we're getting lost in the corridors, if we're getting real, the shining with it, either they, I guess it makes sense that they're outside, right? Because, but then who has a carved pumpkin indoors? I guess you'd have one inside for a party, but you don't normally want to have a carved pumpkin indoors for long periods of time because let's face it, that pumpkin going to rot and it's going to rot quick. And so you don't want that smell being in your house. I currently have my carved pumpkin in my house but that's because it's raining and i'm waiting till tomorrow but in general you don't want it sitting for long periods of time so in that you know concept i don't know where we are because these windows are so close to each other this is either some of the worst architecture i've ever seen 
or these two Frankenstein creatures have decided to take a little bit of recreational drugs before they came in and are feeling the full effect before they walk into the party, which is going to make from very difficult conversations that are mostly about politics this time around. I don't know how we're going to do in the purple states. And also, are you absolutely high right now? And the answer is yes. Yes, I am. I can't believe how much Nancy Pelosi is selling us out in Congress. And oh, my God, I'm literally everything <laughs> everywhere all at once at theaters so uh, this could be the side of the house too i mean are we meant to take the card as there at the front door and this is the side but you're what's really throwing me off you're right is the pumpkin because there's a pumpkin in the window of the previous page and from my perspective it looked like the pumpkin was inside a house because it was facing out the window but then this is either a new pumpkin or someone has put it down. That's a lot of pumpkins to have indoors. If true. It's the same damn pumpkin animation. So in the lore of this greeting card, because we have to take carbon copy images as the sacrosanct same object, that means somebody has moved this pumpkin brewster from that window down to the floor here, either inside or outside, which, by the way, has still not made clear. Is this a porch or is this now the indoors? Why are these windows so close? I don't know much about house construction, but are these windows too close for this to not be a supported wall? I don't know. Someone's got to tell me that. Mm. And the floorboards appear to be those you'd find inside a house. I'm really quite taken with the architecture of this place because it is exactly what I would think a haunted house would be like, which is you walk in and immediately feel dread. I, do, I agree, Bobby. I don't know whether it's the spiders in the windows or the fact that the line that is supposed to tell us what is the wood is cut out twice in the images that we see, but uh, the blood is literally draining from my dang face. I I'm scared as a goosebump right about now. Are we at Camp Jelly Jam? Beware, you're in for a confusing architectural experience, which may result in a scare. <laughs> More like R.L. Stoned, am I right? Man, the governor's <laughs> race for Georgia is surprisingly easy to follow. Shut up, Bobby! <laughs> Just like, because you and I are in the corner having that conversation like, oh yeah, of course, now DeSantis wants aid. It's like, can you guys just, I, I worked really hard on these pretzels that I made look like bats and i had to cut them and make them myself do you know how long it takes to make handmade homemade pretzels just enjoy the food guys halloween parties are a lot about snacks now that we're talking about it halloween is a candy holiday it is like thanksgiving a huge part of it is the food in some ways i think that's it just is integral yeah. to the whole thing i agree because there are thing there are some christmas traditions and not to get too deep into this but there are some christmas traditions that don't always involve like a lot of food which is fine easter food is pretty boring so yeah, out of all the holidays that a lot of people celebrate, Halloween is the snack holiday. So it's not even about like the cuisine. Fun thing about Halloween that my family does, our dinner that we have on Halloween night, we actually have a dinner we eat. It's and blood. it is it is it's nothing but blood. It's all blood. It's snake blood. I was it's me. I was in snake veins. Mm. I love snake veins too, the return of snake veins what i didn't like about snake veins 3 still in space was that we lost all the canonical time that they joined the international space station and i'm glad they pushed the meteor out but then they get into this whole thing where the soviets are trying to take credit for it it was it the whole thing was written by aaron sorkin and it shows it, it really did it, it lost its hype but you don't really get the turnaround in the series until snake veins 5 colon snake veins lives i'm sorry excuse me live at the beacon theater 
uh, that oh, one. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, um, I, I, it was really great stuff because that was the first time that you got to see Snake Veins and Billy Joel do uh, Miami. I've seen the lights go out on Broadway together. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking of a Cobra Commander character singing like, I've seen the lights go out on Broadway. <laughs> Oh my! You were saying about ca- Halloween is a candy holiday. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. I'm just like essentially uh, Halloween is a snacks holiday. The dinner that my family would consume on Halloween, we still do, is uh, chicken enchiladas, and <laughs> that is a that is a hearty meal to consume because you need to use all that energy to go back out there and get some late night candy because you've got cool young parents that are still up and you can get some treats from them still. So fill yourself up with an early dinner of chicken enchiladas and then get out there, fat boy, because we bought you that Skeletor costume and you need to go get some more Clark bars or bunch of chews or crunchy bunches or whatever the fuck it is kids eat for candy nowadays. It's all just corn syrup. And I got to bring it back by 9 a.m. or I lose my 50% deposit. We got to bring it back to the Halloween store. Otherwise, Spirits is not taking our money back. Which we've talked about uh, costume stores, and they are uh, and there are many different iterations. So I'm going to move on to the next page. If you insist. If I have to. Okay, so page three. Okay, wait. So I have to read this whole <laughs> message to understand. I've re- I literally forgot. <laughs> but we are either looking out one of the windows or the door again. Completely baffled. Don't get caught in the imagery, Bobby. No, I'm the one you leave behind in the haunted house movie. I'm never leaving you behind. Snake, Snake bros, snake veins for life. The whole message, I think, reads this. So on the first page, it says, know what I'm going to be for Halloween? Question mark. And then it says, oh, that's nice. Below two bats, it says yours. Parentheses. Just like every other day of the year. Happy Halloween with love. Okay, I have a lot to go into here, but Dan, do you want me to start? Do no, you want to start? This is Where a gentle this is a gentleman's podcast. Bobby, after you. Okay, we'll duel at dawn, but first. <laughs> Get our familiars. I know there's some mixing of the holidays, you know, ever since uh, the court case, Love It versus uh, Thanksgiving. You know, you're allowed to mix your holidays and it's guaranteed by the state constitutions and it has to be. Gremlins, Nightmare Before Christmas kind of play with the Halloween Christmas hybrid. Never really seen Halloween and I guess Valentine's Day mixed together. That's the sensation here. And I'm not against it necessarily. I'm an open minded guy, I like to think. But. I was just not expecting this. I'm more confused by anything. And I guess a little... Con- no, let's go with confused. I feel one emotion. It's very simple. Dan, I feel confused. How do you feel about this? Confused is an incredibly valid, justified, and noble emotion to feel about this. I wish I could feel as controlled about it. But I would say I feel bamboozled, cheated, and swindled are all my emotions that I feel. Because wow. I will tolerate that you are going to add your lovey-dovey couple baloney in any holiday that is applicable to it. That's fine. That's cute. I've done it too. Whatever. Now, I've read a couple of Halloween cards in preparation for this week, and I was proven wrong. I'll say that out loud. There were a lot of sweet ones for young kids. There was a lot of great ones for families. I was proven wrong. There are great Halloween cards. But this one has the gall to admit on its own face you could have put this any 
holiday of the year. You could have put this any holiday of the year. It wouldn't matter. It says, guess what I'm going to be for Halloween? Yours. Write that any way you want. Guess what I'm going to be for Arbor Day? Yours, just like every day of the year. Guess what I'm going to be for St. Swithin's Day? Yours, just like every day of the year. Guess what I'm going to be to, <laughs> guess what I'm going to be for Secretary Appreciation Day? Yours, just like every day of the year. This is a blue ribbon example of the kind of card that has the same sentiment and you just change the theme. And I find that to be galling. This is a cuckoo card. This is a card that pushes out another holiday and says, I'm this holiday now. It pushes it out of the nest down and says, okay, now I am, I'm, I'm Halloween now. And it's like, yeah. no, you're not your St. Patrick's Day. And like, no, I'm Halloween now. Actually, this is a, I've some changed. Ways a, a perfect Halloween card because this is a doppelganger changeling story. It's you go into your bedroom looking for your card and there's something a little wrong with it. And you think, you're not my card. And it looks yeah. at you and says... Of course, I am your card. I've always been your card. I've been your card this whole time. Why would you say something like that about your own card? No, but my own card usually is on my dresser drawer. And then you look over and there's no dresser drawer at all. And he goes, see, I've always been your card. I'm getting chills. Honest to God, chills. And that's not because there's a big hole in my apartment. It's- <laughs> It's because of the spookiness. You do have to do something about the big hole, though. There is a lot of moisture coming in. Don't tell me what to do. I'm sorry. The, oh, yes, it, it it does encapsulate being a doppelganger in that at no point is it showing us that it is deserving to be a Halloween card. You have got to earn the Halloween themes. I am, I'm going to have to put my volume so uh, low in the edit. <laughs> you, Your hand gestures are all over the place. You're my hand gestures are high and I'm spiking all over the ding dang place. You need, in my opinion, to earn being a certain ho- holiday card. And you can usually do that with the proper wording and beautifully done illustrations or a phrase that you really are only going to say no one's saying like joy you noel for the beginning of summer so obviously it'll work at a certain time but this i mean you just take out the word halloween and it's any other holiday literally guess what i'm going to be what know what i'm going to be for blank Yours, just like every other day of the year. Happy blank with love. They admit it in the parentheses, just like every other day of the year. They don't even pretend. Guess what I'm going to be for Yom Kippur? Yours, just like every other day. Uh, uh, Easy fast with love. Guess what I'm going to be for the anniversary of the opening of Whoopi Goldberg's Jumpin' Jack Flash in theaters? Yours, just like every day of the year. You could do it for anything. And easy fast for all those celebrating this week as well. This could be a Purim card. I don't ever see Purim cards. Ugh. Do you know what this I'm going to be been... for this Purim? Yours. Just like every other year. Happy overthrow of of, of uh, Hashem? No. Oh, what's I, the name? I don't remember. Oh, this is going to drive me nuts. We don't have to stay on this anyway. But <laughs> That's okay. I'm, just, I'm impressed by your... I feel like I am so behind on my uh, 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 Jewish holiday lore. I've got to get a lot better at it if I'm going to start doing this. Because Heyman. We... Is that, I think that's it. Heyman. Is it Heyman? Okay. Someone's going to correct me. They should, because I'm wrong. Amen. But yeah, so that's where I was going from from the beginning of this card, where I f- saw this card, and there was nothing insulting about it on its face, and then you look into its context, and you realize what's insulting is that y'all didn't try at all, and you really sort of fed into my prejudice about Halloween cards that there's not enough meat on the bones to really give them cards. And obviously, as I mentioned earlier, I am wrong about that 100%. 
but this card is not what you bring to trial. This card is not evidence of that fact. This card is the complete opposite of that, and that's why it has made me so hot under the collar. Now the jury will deliberate, and I remind you, none of you can look at any other cards while you're deciding the fate of this card. So ordered. Now, I may be just a common old Halloween lawyer, but I do believe a Halloween card is a Halloween card. Now, I will, of course, defer to my defendant, Bobby O'Rourke, who I might say for the jury and judge has never celebrated Halloween a day in his life, and see what he thinks about this week's card on the fridge. Objection, Your Honor. He's just dressed in a skeleton mesh costume. Not a suit. Sustained. Mr. Conroy, please stop doing a bad Southern accent. I defer. I said stop it. All right, I'm sorry. I love a Halloween lawyer. Why is that not a Disney Channel original? I'm trying to think who we're going to get for that. Just Oh, Randy Quaid. Randy Quaid. <laughs> He'll come out of the woods for that one, won't he? <laughs> That'll pay all his taxes. He'll be fine. Randy Quaid in Halloween Lawyer. Oh, boy. I'm going to think long and hard about Halloween Lawyer. I'll probably come back next week. I may open next week with an entire cast and synopsis of Halloween Lawyer, if that's okay with you. I'll see. I would I come love, I would one, love for we'll you see. to do that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for bringing this card in. I think it was a great way to kick off spooky greeting season, spe- speeding season. That's not going to be the name, but it's going to be the no. workshop name for the Thank moment. you for joining in with me. <laughs> because I was tricked by this card, and I think that it's not one I hate. I think it's got some issues with it, but I respect its hustle a little bit. I'm going to be a little kinder on this card than you because it's a great way to start off spooky season. And I really want to know, at the end of this month, I may deliver a final and irrevocable verdict, if I can say it, about whether we can have Halloween cards. And I'll just shut down all the stores if we decide, you and I together, that they are worthwhile or not worthwhile. So I'm going to put this card in bottom half of the fridge, but... Off to the side and not very low. So I'm going to put this like midway right to the fridge. So it's not near the handle. It's near the door. I'm going to see it and I'm going to remember, you know, this card was given to me by someone who loves the scary stuff, but also loves to love. And I think that that combo in general is okay. It's not one of my favorite cards, but uh, you tried. Like that's what I'm going to say. A for effort for this card. That's what I'm going to put it at. I think that's a beautiful review and I almost feel bad that I'm going to... (laughs) eviscerate this card well you you came in and perfectly manicured the garden that this card was trying to create and i'm coming in with a steamroller and i'm so happy we're putting up a td bank where a garden once was i can't get over i'm caught between a rock and a hard place here because i can't get over on one end how flabbergasted i was that this card really doesn't have anything to do with halloween it was sort of copy and pasted a word put together Sure, fine, we're talking about love, great, but it does not have anything to do with the holiday itself and clearly could have been for any other day, and I think the greeting card company knew that when they made it. On the other hand, I do now want to be supportive of the Halloween greeting card industry. I'm now pro-Halloween greeting cards, and I hope— That was so quick. I no listen we still got a whole month I can completely get turned the other way I love being wrong with and in that being right but at the same time I at this moment want to believe that Halloween greeting cards have a place in our society and it starts with this card and also considering that there's not a lot of decorations you can have on your fridge specifically for Halloween unless you're cutting out some cool paper pumpkins and stuff so to that end This card for me goes top right freezer out of my sight, out of place. 
and it's staying there, but it's staying for the whole month because it is Halloween themed. And even though it doesn't elicit any joy from me, it elicits mostly confusion. Point is, top right, stays there the whole month, mostly just because it looks nice. It's all frosting and no content. But, but most people like frosting, so that's cool. But so high on the fridge, Dan. You see, you, but, you but, away, but away from my site, though, Bobby. Ah, okay, okay. Top right. I hear what you're saying. Like, you know, sometimes when you put it on top, because you have to remember, I'm five foot seven, so the top of the fridge actually is just as low of a grade as the bottom because I can't see up there either, Because and I'm only getting shorter. Uh-huh. The, the, the plot thickens, the onion peels, the skin sloughs off. I mean, we're getting to the core of you, just like in yeah. Hellraiser. No, no, Hellraiser. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, yeah. you're hanging yeah. me up with a bunch of fish hooks because right. I decided to play with a bad box. Yeah. I was going to say, I'd love Snake <laughs> Snake Vein 7, the bad box. Snake Vein 7, the bad box. That I'm so glad they ended on that. And Timothy Chalamet kind of looks right at the camera holding the box and says, you know, we're all pretty much Snake Vein. And then it just cancels and they just can't. They just, it just says canceled. Only film to this day that has been canceled. Actually canceled. Not canceled because of social issues. They just say when you saw the movie, they say you didn't see that movie. Undo undo that. Don't don't. You didn't see it. No, 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 no. Take that out of your brain right now. You, you didn't pay money for it. And then it like doesn't show up on your credit card that you went to the movies that day. It just says something like Fro- Froyo Go. Like you went to a frozen yogurt place. But still, there's that small charge that says Raisinets. And then you think. But I don't get Raisinets anywhere except the movie theater. But then I was there. And then you go up to the guy who you bought the concessions from, and he goes, you've never bought Raisinets here. We haven't had Raisinets for 40 years. I'm a Halloween card. And you know what I'm going to be for Halloween? Yours. Bobby, I think we got to go. I'm getting scared. Yeah, I don't like this, Dan. I got to go to the hole. Yeah, um, we're going to go, guys. But listen, uh, if you like what you heard, please uh, give us a really good review. It would really help us on Apple. Also, follow us at GreetingsPod and on Instagram and also at GreetingsCast on Twitter. Bobby, do you have anything else to say before I close the doors? Yes, my Shredder costume was awesome, and we should all look at pictures together next time. Okay, that's it. Everyone look at Buff Bobby. <laughs> Buff Baby Bobby. Bye. Bye. Uh, and a cord to record. Flattery O'Connor's A Good Microphone is Hard to Find.